Ready to go. Alrighty, ladies and gents, YouTube's telling me we're live. That means we're recording. Welcome to, yet again, another live podcast recording. It's going to be an interesting one for you today. I'm going to be talking about all sorts of controversy in the sport. Controversy seems to cause opportunity, if you ask me. But anyway, ladies and gents, it's going to be a big show coming up. I don't have a guest. You can see there's no guest here today. No guest here today, but we are going to get there with some guests. Anyway, ladies and gents, let's kill the music and let's get it underway. Alrighty, there we go. My goodness me, that music. I don't know if I got the music right yet on the balance for you guys, but ladies and gents, as the people start coming into the, the live stream, welcome. Uh, welcome to yet again another live stream. Brian Bluebone doing it at a different time of day yet again. Uh, it's, what is it? It's 10.30am for me here in Brisbane, Australia. I think that makes it about... 5.30 p.m. in the afternoon, Arizona, something like that. Um, so anyway, welcome to the show. I'm going to be having a chat with you guys today about controversy in the sport of arm wrestling. Plenty of that. I think our sport is one of the most drama-filled sports, at least on social media anyway. Or maybe it's just that I'm not aware of what's going on in the, the other sports, social media realms. But we have plenty of drama. I got to admit, I caused plenty of drama myself, but uh, and I'm going to tell you specifically about the the latest wave of drama that I'm causing, and um, yeah, all right, welcome. Well, hang on, no audio. Oh, no sound. Oh my goodness, I'm glad I'm looking down at the comments. Turn it down. Turn it down. Hang on, people are saying I got no sound, and then some people are saying I got sound. I don't know what's going on. Some are saying turn it up. Some are saying turn it down. Reading the chat. <laughs> I have no idea. Plug in my mic. Oh my goodness. My mic's plugged in. Hang on. I'm killing it. All right, we got sound again? Sound, sound, sound. Ah, oh, softly spoken. What is going on? I don't know. You guys hear me yet? Hear me yet? Hear me yet? I think this has fixed it. I think I just fixed it. Tell me if I fixed it. <laughs> What a start. What a start to the show. Uh, there I am. Yes, there I am. All right. All right. I'm going to go back and do that all again. Anyway, thankfully, I've recorded it all for the actual podcast, so Spotify can hear the intro. But ladies and gents, welcome to yet again another show. Uh, we're going to talk about causing controversy today in the sport of arm wrestling. Uh, I think our sport is a crazy sport when it comes to controversy. I've seen a lot of... I mean, social media for arm wrestlers is, is just bananas. Um, the amount of people getting upset over different things, it's quite a comical to watch, but I can't really speak because I am someone who likes to push the buttons of controversy quite uh, frequently because I believe it really gives you some opportunities to do some big things, as long as you can back it up. That's the thing. You've got to be able to back it up. So anyway, I am going to today tell you about the latest bit of controversy that I am causing, and then from there, uh, then from there we're going to go on with the show and talk about who knows what? We're going to answer some questions, so make sure you throw your questions down in the chat section. And um, yeah, again, apologies for the no sound. I played around with this, as you can see. I, I tried to improve a few settings, but I obviously uh, buggered a few up as well. Oh, Bubba Gump, you are the man. Bubba Gump is just thrown in five bucks. Thank you, Bubba Gump. Keep it up, he says with a sticker. Will do. Really appreciate that, Bubba Gump. You are the man. All right, ladies and gents, so... 
Controversy in arm wrestling. Um, we're in weird times right now. There's plenty of controversy on social media. Arm wrestling has gone a little quiet because we can't travel, we can't compete, we can't do anything. Um, but that doesn't mean the controversy isn't still continuing. Down here in Australia, arm wrestling has been... Um, we've been active as, a, as, as an organization. We've been collectively getting together in arm wrestling for about nine years now. And um, I feel like Australia is like a miniature version of the USA when it comes to the way we have controversy. Um, we haven't yet been around long enough that we have splinter organizations and nationals over here, nationals over there. Um, at the moment, we're still united. We have won nationals. Um, we have won Australian Arm Wrestling Federation. Uh, and then we have, I guess, kind of me. We have me as kind of some sort of private sort of professional entity that puts on super matches, YouTube. I, I pay prize money, all that sort of stuff. Um, but we are still essentially united. But... It's starting to fracture. It's starting to fracture. We're starting to see some real genuine tension um, between a lot of arm wrestlers. And uh, and it's all centered around who is the best arm wrestler in Australia, uh, who gets that title. Um, yeah, it's never clear, is it? It's never clear. But um, I will say this. Um, obviously... <laughs> Obviously, what I'm referring to is the up-and-coming tour of Australia that I intend on doing. Um, so to give you some, if you haven't heard about that, what I intend on doing, guys, is given that I can't go to WAL 601, it's basically off the cards for me. I'm not allowed to leave the country. I applied to the Australian government to get an exemption. They said no. Um, WAL is going to be based on, I think, pretty much just Americans because no one else can get there. Um, so we're all kind of screwed in that sense if you're outside the US. So it's made me go, all right, well, what can I do? So I am going to drive around the entire circumference of Australia, which I think is about, I think it's about 120 hours of driving or something crazy like that to do it. But I'm going to do that. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to stop at every single club in Australia and face their number one representative. Now, um, here's where the controversy uh, is coming in. Um, the current number one right arm ranked arm wrestler in Australia is Ryan the Milkman Scott. Uh, he took that position off Gunter's Bykovs uh, at Nationals um, last year. He finally surpassed the great Gunter's Bykovs, the former Latvian super heavyweight champion and guy who's been on the podium at the World Championships uh, in recent years in the Masters for the Super Heavyweights. Um, Ryan Scott finally went past him last year. Um, but as you guys would know, Lachlan Adair is on the steep rise. And Lachlan Adair sought out an opportunity to pull Ryan Scott last year. And it got shut down. It got shut down by Ryan Scott. Uh, when I say last year, sorry, just a couple of months ago when the Arnold's Classic was was on, but then off again and on again and off again, Lachlan got turned down by Ryan Scott. And the words, not worthy were used by Ryan Scott when it came to Lachlan Adair. So here's what I'm going to do. Uh, and look, to be honest, there's been some blocking going on. Ryan Scott has blocked Lachlan Adair. He has blocked me. Uh, he's blocked anyone who doesn't really support his number one ranking. Now, the thing is, the thing is, um, I think a lot of people are precious. Uh, Ryan Scott is, is a killer arm wrestler. Never going to take anything away from Ryan Scott as an arm wrestler, and he's a great guy. But he needs to make sure that he lets people have a crack at him. Lachlan was willing to travel literally over there, turn up on his door, uh, arm wrestle under those conditions, and again, it was denied. So here's what I'm going to do. As part of my plan, my route around Australia is going to see me first stop in Sydney, New South Wales, to take on 
none other than their best in Mario Tambakas. Now, guys, if you haven't heard of Mario Tambakas, let me tell you a little about him. Mario Tambakas is a young guy. He's one of those freaks that just turn up in the sport way stronger than he should. Um, Mario, right from the get-go, was a, was a bulldozer. He's a very well-rounded arm wrestler. Uh, in his first nationals, he actually, um, he actually beat me. Uh, I pulled in, he was in the 90-kilo class. I, I was pulling up into the 90-kilos, uh, and he actually, he actually beat me. Top roll versus top roll, he, he beat me. Um, since then, Mario and I are now 2-2 in terms of wins over each other. Uh, we've had some great battles. Um, most notably, Mario was one of those freakishly talented people that um, actually beat Dan Mosier. When Dan Mosier uh, visited Sydney uh, last year, Dan um, beat Brett Coots in a super match um, and was, as Dan does, belting the shit out of everyone. He was literally pinning everyone so fast ex- until he ran into Mario. He ran into Mario and Mario's top of hand strength is so impressive um, that if you, if you try to fight him up high, you lose your wrist. And lo and behold, uh, Mario defeated Dan Mosier, put Dan into the B-draw. Um, I, th- I then faced Mario in the next round and, and beat Mario because I know how to beat him. Um, and then Dan came from the B-draw and won. But um, the point was, when neither Dan nor Mario had touched each other's hands ever before, uh, Mario had the goods over Dan. So that kind of gives you some perspective on where Mario Tambakis is as an arm wrestler. Now, guys, if I'm to face Mario, we'll be in a six-round super match. And here's how I see that one going. Um, first stop, Sydney, I'll be fresh. Okay, these, these biceps, these arms, these forearms, they're going to be fresh. They're going to be real fresh. going to turn up at Mario's place, knock on his door, slap 500 bucks on the table. Uh, he, he, he does know I'm coming, and he has accepted the match. Uh, he doesn't need to match the $500. I've, I'll turn up, and six rounds, I'm going to put him into a hook. And Mario, <laughs> Mario doesn't want to be in a hook. He's, he's, Mario is one of those guys that um, he's, he actually is a bulldozer in a hook. Uh, if he knew I was hooking and he came in and hooked with me, uh, there's a good chance he wins. Good chance he powers through. But if he's trying to top roll and I force him into a hook, which I know I can do, then he's gone. He's gone. He's going to pin himself. Likewise, if he, if I see him setting the hook and he shoots for hook, then I'll top roll him. I know I can top roll his hook. So I'm just going to go, Mario, if you're watching this, I'm just going wherever you don't want me to go. Um, I'm going to take you out of your zone. And the good thing is, I think I'm a little more intuitive than Mario. Um, but you never know. Things have changed. He's weighing in at about 100 kilos, Mario is. And uh, it's going to be a great opener. I feel confident on this one. 500 bucks, I feel like it's going to be pretty secure, um, but it's going to happen. And um, when it, it'll probably, guys, kick off in July. That's what, right now the last thing I'm waiting for before this trip actually takes off is I'm waiting for all of the state borders in Australia to finally open to our internal traffic. And um, as soon as that's on, I'll, I'll be around. Okay, so that's how match one's going to go. I'm going to force my own to a hook. He's going to pin himself. I think... I think 5-1, maybe 6-0 to me on that one. Um, But it's going to be predominantly done with the inside of my arm. Um, Now, the thing is, guys, a lot of people are asking, how on earth am I going to do this trip and not be just way too sore? Um, Here's why. First match, boom, in a hook, comfortable, get control. Not going to force anything crazy, not going to be driving, just going to bleed. Bleed, 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 Mario pins himself. All right, I then drive down to the House of Pain in Victoria. Now... We all know, guys, 
the king of the House of Pain has been Brett Coots for a long time. He has been around in the Australian arm wrestling scene since its beginning, uh, and he has been at the very top of the tree, uh, albeit a couple of ranks at the very top of the tree, pretty much the whole time. He's been number one in the country left arm for quite a while until Lachlan Adair kind of took that rank off him. Um, and right arm, he's always been top five in the country. Uh, undoubtedly, Brett Coots always been top five. Um, I faced Brett Coots in a super match some four years ago when I was 82 kilos. He was the same size as he's now. He beat me 3-0, but boy, oh boy, did I get close to taking that man. Um, I faced Brett in many just training pools. And last time I faced Brett in a training pool, um, I wanted to feel if I'd caught up to him because he is... I wanted to feel if I'd caught up to him in a slow pulling inside sense. Now, Brett is someone that is genuinely, I think, uh, I think he, Brett has the most endurance out of everyone in Australia when it comes to arm power. Um, you can expose his, heart, his hand and wrist, take his rotation, and he will sit, and he'll sit, and he'll sit. And it's not on a connective tissue lock. He sits on a muscular contraction. He's just got amazing passive pressure when he's compromised. Uh, so Brett is a tricky one to beat in a hook. But the good news is, guys, I ain't going to hook against Brett Coots. If you think I'm going to hook against Brett Coots, you're crazy. And Brett Coots, I know he's hoping, and he believes that I don't have a hit anymore. Uh, there were comments made, eh, I think, after the last time we did a training pool together where he was dominant over me because we were hooking. Um, but he doesn't think I have a hit anymore. But... Brett, if you are watching, go and take a look at my last super match, training super match with Lachlan Adair, and you'll see that that hit is still alive and well, brother. And that's what I'll be bringing to the table. So I feel confident in this match that I can get this one. But of course, the $500 will be on the table once again, and it's Brett's to take. He doesn't have to put anything up, but I'll be knocking on the door. I'm still waiting on confirmation from Brett to actually accept the match. Um, but I think Brett is one of those matches where... It genuinely is a 50-50 match. Uh, he and I have been, um, uh, stylistically, we're very, very a classic balance. He's inside and hold. I'm, And this match, I'm going to be outside and offensive. So um, it'll be a case of, can I crack his wrist back or will he bleed my shoulder and force me into his domain? Um, it's going to be a good one regardless. Now, this one will... Thankfully, not be using the same muscle groups that I used against Mario. It's going to be using my top roll. So, Brett, you know what's coming for you, mate. A big top roll hit. Can you stop it? We'll find out. Hopefully, you accept the match. But even if he doesn't accept the match, um, I'll be turning up down there at the House of Pain and uh, knocking on the door and putting $500 on the table for someone down there who is able. And it should be Brett. Hopefully, it will be Brett. We'll get that confirmed soon. But next stop. Guys, the next stop is going to be driving west from Melbourne to uh, Adelaide. Now, Adelaide, in my opinion, um, in my opinion, this is the hardest match for me out of the whole tour. Gunter's Bykovs is uh, a former Latvian super heavyweight national champion. Um, he um, just, just that that qualification right there tells you enough uh, that he was dominant in Latvia. I uh, um, for the years that he was there. He uh, moved to Australia, I think about six years ago, arrived and no one could touch him naturally. We were the, the country was fairly early in its um, establishment of arm wrestling and Gunter's walked over everyone. The only person to assertively ever beat Gunter's Bykovs is Lachlan Adair. And it was on the left arm. It was actually at Lachlan Adair's first ever nationals. Bang, put the man into a hook. Into a hook. 
and genuinely beat him. Beat him twice. Uh, put him into the B draw, and then when Gunters came back to the final, beat him again. Ryan Scott, the milkman. Ryan Scott has beaten Gunters on the right arm, but not so decisively. It was done on elbow fouls and slips in weird positions, and uh, it wasn't a controlled put-you-to-the-pad moment. So Ryan Scott, yes, has taken rounds off Gunters, but um, not quite as assertively as he would have liked to. So, Gunter's Bikovs, on a stylistic sense, guys, I believe is my most difficult match on this tour. Um, the reason it's the most difficult match is he's a low hand top roller. That's 120 kilos and six foot five. Um, he's a big dude. He's a big dude. He's six foot five, low hand top roller. So imagine that. I I can't reach up to him um, and to out top roll him. It's not going to happen. It's just flat out not going to happen. Um, can I force the man into a hook? Holy dooly. I don't think I have the wrist cupping and the wrist flexion to just force him into a hook. Um, the thing is, he also has a press. He is not just a top roller. He has a very solid press. So he can transition from his top roll to a press if I was to get a stop out here. So defensive hooking is pretty much a goner for me. Top rolling is pretty much a goner for me against Gunter's Bikovs. But there's one glimmer. There's one glimmer, and, and it actually, in my mind, is a big enough glimmer that I think I can do it. Um, the glimmer... <laughs> here we go. Here's the strategy for facing Gunther's Bikovs. The glimmer of hope that I have is that I can be Todd Hutchins in this match. Um, I can grip in such a way that my hand is not going to matter. And I just supinate, throw my shoulder that way as hard and as fast as I can off the go, and just expose my connective tissue of my elbow, expose my connective tissue of my shoulder, and lean on the man. And hopefully bump his top roll outside of his shoulder. If I can bump him from here to here, and the arm wrestle, that's where the match really stops, and then the war begins. If he is in this position when that match stops, I think I can do it. Over six rounds. I've never had... I've never... I've never arm wrestled genuinely like Todd Hutchins before in a match. Um, but Gunter's Bikovs, I, can, I just know that that is the only avenue that I can possibly do anything to him. Now, the good thing, guys, about Gunter's Bikovs is if I think about what my muscular fatigue is going to be like um, coming up to it at this point. Uh, Mario, I'm going to use wrist flexion, dragging, rotation-based hooking. Okay. Get to Brett, I'm going to use pronation top roll hit um, and that's a different set of muscles. I get to Adelaide and what I'm going to be using as my main weapon is still essentially going to be fresh, my inner elbow. <laughs> my inner elbow connective tissue hasn't been pushed yet to this point if everything's gone to plan. I'm up one win from Sydney, two wins in Melbourne, the biggest test for me in Adelaide. Um, I don't know how it goes, but the $500 is going to be on the table. It's going to be there for Gunters to take off me, which he will, be, he will probably be happy about. It'll probably seem like a fairly simple day at the office from his perspective um, because, as I said, there's only ever been one defeat that he's taken in Australia, and it was at the hands of Ryan Scott, uh, who will be, of course, my next opponent. Now, ladies and gents, as I've just said, three matches down, I'm now driving over to Bunbury, which is... As far away from me right now as you can possibly get in Australia, Bunbury. Uh, it's a long, long way. It's pretty much the longest drive I could possibly do. 
uh, is to head to Bunbury, which is, of course, home of the number one ranked, official number one ranked right arm arm wrestler in Australia, none other than Ryan the Milkman Scott. We opened the show talking about Ryan the Milkman Scott, the controversy. If there's ever any controversy in this trip, this is where it will be. I don't even know if Ryan will respond to me on this challenge at all. I don't even know. He hasn't yet. I've asked him multiple times whether he'd be up for it. No response from the Milkman. Uh, none. Nothing from his club members. No one's messaged me saying, yes, Ryan will do it. Turn up with the money and get ready to get your ass kicked. I'm waiting for a message like that. If you are from Perth, or sorry, if you are from Bunbury, which is close to Perth, if you are from Bunbury and you know Ryan Scott, let me know. Will he take my money off me? It's there for him if he wants it. 500 bucks, I'll turn up. I'll arm wrestle him in his shed, in his uh, farm shed that he's got. And uh, we'll go from there. But Ryan Scott, guys, um, how the match will go with Ryan Scott. Uh, I honestly feel it's a 50-50 match with me and him. Um, I feel confident against Mario. I feel confident against Brett. I feel like it's an uphill battle against Gunters. Ryan Scott, to me, I genuinely feel 50-50. The reason I genuinely feel 50-50 is Ryan Scott is a very singular attack-based arm wrestler. Um, He's very good at what he does. But if he gets disengaged from it, he doesn't have the versatility to really change. Now, if this was a one, a best of three, it's uh, he's the heavy, heavy favorite. If it was a best of five, he's still the heavy favorite. But at six round super match, all of a sudden, I think that it's a genuine 50-50. The strategy that I would be using against him, Ryan Scott, I'll tell you right now exactly what I'm going to do to you, brother, if you are brave enough to face me. And it is going to be, I'm going to treat you the same way I treated Dan Mosier the last time I faced him. Yourself and Dan Mosier have a very similar shape about you in terms of your threat off the go. You have amazing hand, you have a very good wrist, and you have a hell of a lot of side pressure. But if your wrist integrity changes at any one moment after the go, things stop. And from there, I know that I've got a million times more in the versatility game. And uh, over six rounds, it'll go my way. So for me, the objective is pretty simple. I'm going to be high. I'm going to be right on the pad, super high, feathering the pad, just floating on the pad. I'm going to tie my pronation. My, my thumb is going to be tied to my shoulder. Obviously, just theoretically, I'm not going to tie it. I clearly wouldn't lose if I did. But it, there's going to be a chain right there. And as Ryan crashes sideways into his main offense, which is basically the only offense that he's got, his wrist is going to buckle under. And if it buckles under just the slightest bit, it's over. Now, some people might be saying, yeah, cool, that's a good theory, but it's never going to happen. Here's why I know it will, guys. Um, A year and a half ago, I went over to have a soup match with Jamie Carl. Um, Jamie Carl is a 90 kilo, the, the best 90 kilo arm wrestler in uh, Western Australia, or was at the time. He may not be now, but he was at the time. I had a super match with him, and I and I beat him 3-0. Uh, Ryan Scott was hosting the event, uh, and Ryan Scott, at the end of the event, having not pulled anyone in the tournament, he put 200 bucks on the table and said, I want uh, king of the table. If anyone can beat me, you get the 200 bucks. And I thought to myself, well, I don't want to get the tired version of Ryan. I'm going to volunteer as the first tribute to face Ryan to try to take that 200 bucks off him at the time. I stepped up and out of straps, here's what happened. 
Don't move, ready, go. Ryan Scott tries to pin me and... I change the camera so you can see it. Ryan Scott tries to pin me and about here, his wrist buckles and he goes underneath and he tries to slip and I grab the man's index finger. He then stays down at the bottom of the table uh, trying to slip, doing this slip, which under pub rules, WAL rules, would have given him a strap. Um, under PAL rules, WAF rules, he would have been fouled for slipping the way he did. I had his fingers, he couldn't pin me, I wouldn't let go. He eventually pulled out and slipped. All happened pretty fast, but something happened. I felt it, he felt it. We then went to straps and he beat me convincingly, but we both felt it. And that was a year and a half ago. That was a different version of me. I know that he's improved too, of course he has. But if you had to bet on who's improved more, I think you'd agree that it's me. I'm bigger and I'm just hungrier. I've been, I've been more hungry than Ryan. I will give it to him that he's very consistent and he is very strong. But I felt a crack and if that crack gets exploited over six rounds, whoa. Anyway, it's a 50-50 match for me, ladies and gents. I think genuinely it'll be an amazing match and I can't wait. $500, Ryan Scott, I will put it on the table. You don't have to match it. It's there. Let me know. If you don't let me know, I'm turning up anyway. And like I said, it, I'll, I'll film it. Uh, whether you're there or not, I'll film the disappointment of not getting to face you. And to be honest, if he didn't face me, it would be a big indication of just... Kind of, I don't know that he could really continue to claim the number one rank um, if he wouldn't face me. But um, yeah, I don't know. He's claiming the number one rank. Defend it, Ryan. I think the, the last time we pulled, or the last time Ryan pulled anyone because of all the coronavirus stuff was Nationals last year. So it's been a long time. Tides have changed, I think. And uh, I think that we need to make sure a match happens. So if you know Ryan Scott, let him know about this message because like I said, he has me blocked. And he's not responding to any, any means of communication that I'm sending him. But anyway, enough of Ryan Scott. The good news is, guys, it won't be a waste. Even if Ryan Scott doesn't face me, it won't be a waste over there because there is one more gentleman over there that I actually, I actually will say <laughs> is uh, as scary as Gunther's for me. And that is, of course, Mr. Ben Carroll. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know who Ben Carroll is, he's actually a Kiwi, uh, but resides in Australia. And Ben Carroll is a phenomenal puller. Uh, phenomenal because of his strength. Um, when you see Ben Carroll in the flesh, you're just like, holy dooly, look how thick you are everywhere. Not only upper body, but his quads are, uh, are enormous. Uh, he's got the biggest quads in arm wrestling, I believe. Um, yeah, I've never seen anyone with quads like Ben. But uh, his most recent outing is his, without a doubt, most impressive outing. He finished fifth. I'll say again, he finished fifth in the super heavyweight division of the Zloty Tur of 2019. And there were some 30-odd people in that draw. Ben finished fifth. Traditionally, uh, I, I believe also Ben has had a super match with Lars Rabakin in years gone by. And I think Lars won 3-2. It was a close one, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong, Ben. But Lars won 3-2. And um, that was a cracking match. But undoubtedly, Ben's Zloty Tur performance is the thing that separates him most uh, from the pack. Uh, like I said, he is a Kiwi uh, living in Australia, so he, but he is most definitely the number one ranked in the Perth club. Um, so the Perth club's a great club. Rick Kamana, uh, Kyle Howarth, lots of other boys over there. Um, Steve Drennan. But without a doubt, 
Ben Carroll is the man there. Now, Ben Carroll is the heaviest of the lot as well. He weighs in at somewhere around 130, 135, maybe even 140. I don't know. He's big. Um, he's about the same height as me, though. Um, so that presents something when it comes to the actual strategy. And uh, I'll cross now to this camera to tell you about that. The strategy for Ben Carroll. How on earth do I beat him? My goodness me. Ben Carroll is way too strong. Way too strong for me to fight fire with fire anywhere. Um, it's just obvious. I'm not strong enough to meet Ben Carroll anywhere on the table in any degree of hard counter. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. Hard countering Ben Carroll trying to go inside, I'd probably break my arm. He's that much stronger than me. Trying to hard counter him and drag him and top roll him with rotation would be horrible. He would just have too much too much cupping. Just wouldn't happen. But there is one very slim, <laughs> one very slim way that I believe I have a chance of beating Ben Carroll. And I say a chance because I don't believe that it's a likelihood. But I want to have a crack. I want to have a crack because at the end of the day, this is how you improve in arm wrestling, is having a crack. Being unafraid to lose, seeking out the people that are above you and having a crack. And Ben Carroll, in my mind, is undoubtedly above me. Um, and so having a crack against him teaches me little things. It teaches me ways to potentially uh, crack open that, that, that big beast and uh, show me where I can go in the future against other guys bigger and stronger than me. So the, the avenue that I look at against Ben Carroll, guys, is right at the top of the tree. Like I said, he's the same height as me. I think my arm, from memory, elbow to fingertip, may be slightly longer than his. Just ever so slightly. Um, I've actually faced Ben in my second year in the sport. Uh, I went over to Bunbury, pulled the tournament, and Ben was Ben was new as well. He was, he was bigger than me, um, about the same ratio bigger than me, and I actually got a pin on him. Uh, he came back and beat me in the B draw, but I actually got a pin on Ben Carroll when we were both a year and a half, two years into the sport. And the way I got it is the exact way that I will do it again. What I did was I went knuckles up. Ben's hand isn't big. It's not going to envelop me like a Jordan Davis hand. So I can go knuckles up. And Ben's style, he's happy to be mid-grip. He doesn't really go knuckles up. He likes to be mid-grip, drag, side pressure. He's a low-hand top roller slash hooker if he needs to be. Very versatile in his power. But Ben Carroll is potentially vulnerable to a high knuckles, patient, Travis Bajant v. Richard Lupke's style match. So if I can pop that man's wrist, pop that man's wrist over six rounds, if I can wear that man's wrist down and, and, and flatten it whilst I'm in a position like this, we might just get a stand-up Ben, stand-up Ben kind of moment. Like I said, Travis Bajant, Richard Lupke's is the, the match I see in my mind when I think of how on earth would I try to beat Ben if I was going to do it. Um, it's a crazy it's a crazy idea. I don't even know if, if it'll get close because Ben is that big and he's that strong. But that's where I'm going. So Ben, you know what? I've just told you, brother. I'm coming at you with high knuckles. What are you going to do? You're going to come up with me? You're going to come up with me and fight high knuckles? I hope you do. I really hope that he tries to hard counter me up there because that's the one place I think that I can, through execution, speed, and experience, win. 
I win that high knuckles, there's a chance. If he just drags me down with his superior cupping, then I'm screwed. But anyway, Ben Carroll will be the second last match that will take place. And it will be the reason why driving all the way over there to the western parts of Australia won't be a waste. Um, get to face Ben. I'll put the $500 on the table, Ben. You don't have to match it. It's yours if you beat me, brother. Six rounds, right arm. Let's do it. Alrighty, and then the final match that I will be undertaking, um, you guys know it, is it'll be back here. I'll be exhausted. I'll get back here to, a sh- to Brisbane, to my hometown. And waiting for me will be Lachlan Adair. Uh, Lachlan, if you're watching, brother, um, <laughs> you might be thinking this is going to be an easy $500, but you know it's not. You know it's not. Um, if you missed it, guys, Lachlan and I had a training super match the other week. And now... Let's qualify that. It was a training super match. Neither of us rested. Neither of us prepared. Neither of us gave it too much thought. We did it for the purpose of being able to identify gaps in games. And uh, as you all know, I'm vested. I have a vested interest in helping Lachlan to become the best arm wrestler he can be. I think Lachlan Adair truly has the strength to be the number one overall arm wrestler right and left in Australia. I think he can beat everyone. But against someone like myself and the things about myself that make Lachlan vulnerable is not power. It's not necessarily even speed. It's subtlety and intuition and experience in the setup. Winning the referee. All those little things. Against Lachlan, I can still lead that dance. And because of being able to lead that dance, uh, it opens up an opportunity to seize leverage and make Lachlan reactive. Now, a reactive Lachlan is beatable. If Lachlan's dictating terms, goodness me, I can't do a thing against a Lachlan who's dictating terms. But I'm willing to say that I think I still can beat Lachlan Adair at this point in time, at the end of the trip, because of that intuition and that. What I used to call, if you've been around on the channel a while, you'll remember me talking about wizardry. Wizardry, all the little things that happen before the go. Um, Win the wizardry battle, you win leverage or you get free leverage that you never had to actually fight for in a physical sense. I think I can still win a considerable amount of leverage against Lachlan and therefore have a chance. Now, realistically, at the end of this travel, so it's going to be a whole month worth of driving, I'm going to get home, I'll give myself a couple of days then I'll fight Lachlan for this 500 bucks. Uh, realistically, I feel like Lachlan's a favourite. Um, if I didn't have that training super match with him the other, mat, other, other week, I'd be more confident. But... He's a, he's a fast learner. He's hungry and he's, he's listening, he's learning, he's feeling. Uh, and he felt what I did to him last time, which ended in a 4-2 to him officially, but it was realistically 3-3. I pinned him three times, but one of them didn't count. Um, so he knows that it's dangerous and he doesn't want to lose to me. Um, so he'll come prepared and he'll be more mentally sharp for this match than he was for the training one. So I expect it to be a harder task for me. But I'll equally be more sharp and because uh, I'll know 500 bucks is on the line and I'll want to keep my money. So that will round out the trip. So, whoa, we've lost camera one. Camera one is down. All right, I'm going to stick on this camera because camera one's just shut off on me. Um, anyway, guys, that really wraps up the entire trip and that really wraps up the concept. Uh, I really enjoy this concept. I really think that it's something that... Um, is going to be a great thing to do in place of WAL. And 
It may have to be in place as a Zlodyter as well. I'm still waiting to find out if the Zlodyter uh, is going to take place in a country that I'm able to travel to in December. I really hope it does because I want to get that experience of pulling the Zlodyter again. But in the meantime, this is going to be an amazing trip. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of good friends going to hang out with. Going to get some amazing content. Um, I'm still looking for a videographer slash companion to come with me. Um, my dad has offered. He'll probably be coming anyway. Uh, so I, dad can point and shoot a GoPro if needed be. But I'm going to get high quality footage of all the matches. I'm going to and I'm going to release them on YouTube as I go. I'm going to get GoPro footage of all the behind the scenes, of all the drama, the controversy. Did Ryan Scott want to want to throw me out of the the, the, <laughs> the training facility? I don't know. We're going to capture it all, and we're going to find out what happens there on the GoPro. And then I'm going to take a drone around with me as well to showcase for you guys the landscape of Australia that I that we see and experience on the drive. And going to drip feed out all that content onto YouTube as I do it. So that in itself will be really cool. But what I am going to do, guys, and here's where um, it could be really, really cool, is I'm going to take all of the raw footage and hand that raw footage to a professional editor and producer Someone who has a track record of getting documentaries on on things like uh, Netflix, on Stan, um, and other global uh, digital networks. And I'm going to see if that talented editor can't take all of the raw footage from the whole trip, turn it into something that we can end up having on one of those digital providers. Um, that would be really, really cool, without a doubt. So that, in a nutshell, guys, is the whole concept. Um, it's really going to be probably the main effort for me for 2020. Um, the guys, the six guys that I'm going to face are undoubtedly the best guys in the country. Um, I, I, I'm confident I beat two of them, for sure. I think it's 50-50 on another, another two. And then there's two that are really bloody hard. <laughs> so <laughs> it's going to be amazing. Um my attitude going into it is I, I'm not expecting to win. I don't, I'm not trying to go in arrogantly. I am going in for the experience, for the growth. I believe I'm good enough to, to, to potentially win every one of these matches. Um, but for me, this is an amazing thing. It's, uh, I love seeking out people that are above me uh, and having a crack. Unafraid to have a crack. It's, it's kind of the attitude that I've taken to sport my entire life. Jump in that deep end as quickly as you can and uh, see where it takes you. But anyway, ladies and gents, I'm going to end that one there. We're at 38 minutes. Have a look down at your comments. Um, let me see. I've been seeing the words go flying past all this time, so thank you to everyone here. I'm sorry again about the sound at the beginning. Um, Ronan Troll Slayer loves controversy. Jordan and Lockie, are, are you watching, lads, from Fox 8-Ball? Good man, Fox 8-Ball. Um, there's a lot of driving and you're taking on some big boys. Is Ben Carroll in the mix? Yes. Good. I answered that one for you, Ronan. From Henry Mullet, one of the supporters of the channel. Thank you, Henry, for being a supporter. Uh, Troll Slayer, Ben Carroll is indeed. He has already accepted. Yes, indeed. It's good news to hear that, yes, Ben Carroll has already officially accepted. Um, so that is really cool. Um, oh, where we go? I lost, lost my spot. Um, what else we got? Uh, where am I going to do these matches in New South Wales? Uh, it'll be probably 
at Mario's place. Maybe at Adam Laura's place. Um, we'll, wherever the New South Wales club meets, that's where that match will be held. Um, I'll give you guys plenty of notice. As soon as I know a date, I will let you guys know. Oh, good on you. I'm liking seeing people saying that they're taking me against Ryan Scott. Good, good bet. I think it's a 50-50 match. Over six rounds, it's going to be good. It's going to be real good. Mario is Luigi's brother. Has a bad dude joke aside. Yep, yep. Mario, he's a bad dude. <laughs> Don't respect Danny Tesh like that. Yes, actually, good question. Thank you, Ian E, for bringing up Danny Tesh. Um, a lot of people have said, hang on, why isn't Danny Tesh in this list? Guys, two reasons. The first reason, Danny Tesh actually um, couldn't beat Lachlan. He, he can't beat Lachlan. Um, even when Danny was at his peak, and Lachlan surpassed Danny. He really did. Um, I know that I haven't beaten Danny. Um, and so if Danny was active, yes, he would be on this list. He would be on this list and I would, I'd, but to be honest, I'd probably have to put $5,000 on the table. That man is so hard to draw out of the woodworks. He doesn't do casual matches. He only does matches that really matter. And in his eyes, that was Arnold's classic in WAL and Nationals. That was the only time that man ever pulled. He just trained. But the unfortunate thing is Danny Tesh is self-declared out of action. Um, He's not involved in arm wrestling currently uh, and hasn't been for the last seven, eight months. Since he pulled Quinlan Mendes, um, Danny Tesh has had to face a few different things with his business and work and life and he's self-declared no longer in arm wrestling. Uh, I'm still hopeful that we can draw him back. Uh, I'm hopeful that this coronavirus lockdown period has been what he's needed to just chill from the sport for a while and that we'll see him uh, resurgent. But the word on the street is he's got long hair, he's surfing, and he's only 85 kilos. So that's a real light version of Danny Tesh. Um, So unfortunately, there won't be Danny Tesh as part of this tour. Um, That's just the honest truth, guys. That's the reality. Um, But when I say that about Danny, I'm so confident that if he does decide to return at any point, he's immediately back where he was. Uh, he's, He's a freak. He's a freak. And he's still training strength. I believe he's doing calisthenics training. So he's not going to have lost any power. He's not having lost any side pressure in his elbow. When that man comes back, he'll be a force. And yes, I want to face Danny Tesh then. But anyway, that's the story. Dankia says, never say Danny Tesh three times in a mirror. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Um, what else we got? Uh, from Steel, just wanted to say thank you to the people of Australia for protesting, standing by us in the USA and all oh, the Black Lives Matter issues. All right, let's... Yeah, fair enough. Thank you for saying that, but I'm moving on past that one. I don't want to get too political here today. Um, what do we got? From Henry, Henry Mullet, Gunters will be interesting. I don't think he's training much or at all now. I caught up with him three or four months ago. Yes, Henry Mullet, that is a very interesting point about Gunters. He's not active in the sport anymore. He is just riding on all of the hard work that he did for decades prior. Um, he hasn't actively trained or really cared about the sport, but he was so good that he's still so relevant here in Australia. Um, like I said, super heavyweight Latvian, super heavyweight champion. You can't be that without being a genuine badass. Um, so, yeah, Gunter's Bykovs. It will be interesting. I think I can do it. Uh, what else we got? Jack Holek podcast says, "What does Devon, what 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 does Devon latest have to do differently in order to beat Michael?" Ah, uh, we'll save that for another topic, Jack. I'd love to tell you. I think Devon knows exactly what he needs to do. 
What else we got? Did Jordan ever pull Todd Hutchins? Oh my oh my goodness. Great question from DVT583. Did Jordan Davis ever pull Todd Hutchins? Um, yes, he did. I recorded it, but I didn't release it. I didn't release it out of respect to Todd Hutchins. Um, you probably get where I'm going. <laughs> Jordan pulled, pulled Todd, and it was not good for Todd. It was very, very, very bad for Todd. Jordan... Walked all over Todd. Um, but it was training. Training means nothing. We know that training means nothing. But um, Jordan t- took more hand off Todd than Todd thought that was possible. Todd normally lets his wrist go back in that scenario. It was wrist go back and, and get twisted. Todd was stuck under Jordan's hand control. And um, when Jordan came in with him, sure, Todd was too much. Um, but Jordan, Jordan was way too strong that day way too strong hand control was way too good for that training pool um that's just the truth I, it doesn't mean anything like i said out of respect for todd i never released it i gave the video to jordan um and <laughs> that's that's as far as it goes um but yeah maybe one day that video will release um i don't know but yes jordan has pulled todd and that is the truth of how that went um what else we got looking at the comments I'm really surprised Ryan isn't any more worried about Ben Carroll. Ian, trust me, I am. Ben, Ben's a monster. I just know that there's one little crack in him that I can have a crack at. I, I put Ben and Gunters on equal threat. Um, they're both the favorite to beat me for sure. Uh, if I can find a way to win around it on Ben Carroll, I'll be happy. What else we got? Oh, you, you guys are having a conversation about Devin and Michael. I'm just going to go past that, see if there's any more questions. Uh, da, 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 da. A, lot of, a lot of chat going on in there, which is cool. Um, <laughs> lots of funny comments I'm seeing about Danny Tesh. Um, how old is our ginger friend here from Boda? I am 35 years old, Boda. 35 years old, been arm wrestling now full-time seven years. When I say full-time, six days a week on average. Ryan's great in the straps. Saw him in Vegas, 2017. Uh, Ryan, Ryan Scott is a glass cannon in the straps. He will either crush you or you'll stop it and then he will flounder. I plan on stopping it. Ryan, question. Why does Devin only do those small movements when he's working out? Be, okay, answering that question, Presidian, he only does those small movements because arm wrestling is a static sport. We're not doing this in arm wrestling. We're doing this and we're winning in micro movements. It's mostly a static sport and our body moves. Okay, Cupping is one of the only things that we do that we don't get to start with. We have to start straight, we get our cup. But everything else in our arm, and those side pressure movements, Devin's just trying to increase his static strength. And so lifting it up two millimeters is all that is required to affirm for Devin that he has achieved that degree of static strength. So his new one RM will go up because he lifted it two millimeters. That's all. Static sport, brother. All right, looking more questions. A lot of Devin chat. Schoolboy Larry Wheels comment, eh, question. It's easy for schoolboy. Larry's not an arm wrestler. 
Simple as that. Um, what else we got? Anything, anything, anything. Scrolling a little faster now. I do apologize if I go over it because I'm trying to get to the bottom. Don't want you guys to uh, be left bored here whilst I'm reading. Um, and more Larry Wheel questions. No, Larry doesn't have a chance against any arm wrestler that's at a pro level. Uh, um, all right, all right, all right. Still reading, still reading. Looking for question marks. I'm skim reading, looking for question marks. I'm seeing exclamation marks, so I'm skimming past them. Oh, there's a question mark. Um, oh, it's a Dennis Saplenkov question. There's never been a stronger pull than Dennis, and I don't know if there ever will be. He looks like a giant with those thick fingers, toes, big head, but he is not that tall. Does he have acromology? Oh, gee, I don't know. Well, I'm going to leave that one alone. But anyway, guys, I think I've made it to the bottom. Um, oh, hang on a second. Five bucks from Nicholas Johnson. How did I miss that? And he's asked a question. Danny Tesh v. Lachlan Adair. Hook, slow pull, left and right. Who you got? Great question there, Nicholas Johnson. Um, that you, you have touched on something there that is very true. The one thing that Lachlan Adair would potentially lose at against Danny Tesh is an agreed slow pull. If the rules were set that you must finish with a press or your opponent must concede. So if if the only way to allow victory was by your opponent pinning themselves or with a press, I think Danny would have a chance. Lachlan, in, the thing about Danny is Danny's inner elbow side pressure is better than Lachlan's for sure. But Lachlan's muscular surge and his rotation surge is too big for Danny. Um, if it was a standard ready-go, Lachlan crushes Danny. But, and this is, okay, guys, this is the Danny, the peak Danny from last year, not the current Danny. Um, peak Danny I'm talking about. But if it was a slow pull where they had to hold and hold and hold until someone gave up or finished with a press, I would think that Danny has a legit chance and it would probably be the winner in that scenario. But great question, Nicholas and left and right, um, yeah, it's the same. Both of those guys are balanced. They're they're very balanced left and right. But thank you, thank you most importantly, Nicholas Johnson for that super chat. Five bucks. You you are the man. Uh, any news on when WAL will be back up and running? WAL is scheduled for July fourteen, I think it is. It's coming up soon. Um, I'm not going to be there, guys. As you know, I can't be there. I was meant to be, but I can't. Flat out, I can't get there. Not allowed to. Government won't let me leave. I don't even think the US government would let me in. Um, so I believe they will cha- change the names of who's on the card and it will be an all-American affair. I have no idea who's pulling it though, so don't know. Where do I think Ryan Scott slots in in the WAL? Um, that's a good question. If uh, Ryan Scott's a genuine heavyweight, so if he was to um, pull in the WL, he's entry-level super heavyweight. And when I say entry level, he's not going to be... We know, he's already faced Devin, and Devin, Devin made him look silly. Um, he clearly couldn't do anything to Michael. He couldn't do anything to Jerry, wrong style. Um, he'd do well against... Uh, he'd, have, he'd be in the fight against Todd Hutchins. Um, I think he'd, he'd kind of be in the fight against Amasio, but lose. Uh, he would get hammered by Matt Mask. I think that he would... He's at the... He's at the level where he could have a good match with people like Ian Carnegie. Uh, he could have a good match with Tom Nelson. Um, yeah, I think Mike Aiello would be too much for him. 
Um, so I think he's entry level. Entry level WAL for supers is Ryan. He's a good arm wrestler, but he's a one-trick pony. That's his problem. And uh, against those bigger, more experienced guys, he would get bumped off his one trick and then it'd be over. Mm. Jordan just overtook Danny as the pound-for-pound pound goat. <laughs> Jordan, Jordan is, Jordan's a bad dude, man. Trust me, he's a bad dude. Yes, Jordan would crush Danny Tesh right now. He really would. Release the Jordan footage. <laughs> I can't. I don't have it anymore. I gave it to Jordan. I don't have it. I, I don't have it. But yes, Jordan. Jordan. The way Schoolboy pulled with Todd, it was worse with Jordan. Jordan walked all over it. All right. Question from Henry Mullet, uh, one of the supporters. Thank you, Henry Mullet, for being one of the supporters. Hi, mate. This question is uh, related more to your last podcast that I missed the live stream. I'm curious about Jordan's level of hand control and does that translate to grip strength or vice versa? Yeah. Henry Mullet, good question. Jordan's hand control is not because of grip strength. I can, I can squeeze more than Jordan. Jordan's hand control is because his fingers are like bloody octopus legs um, and the length of his metacarpals from here to here is very, very long. Jordan's hand is bigger than Devin's. To give you some perspective, um, when when Jordan and Devin went elbow to fingertip, they were the same. They were the same length, except Jordan's wrist bone, where where, where Jordan's wrist bone was, uh, where, sorry, where Devin's wrist bone was here, Jordan's wrist bone was here. So Jordan has a very long hand, uh, and it's because of that length of the hand that his dragging ability is amazing. He can be, he can have the back of his hand out to prevent hookers from carving in whilst still having his fingers a long way past to allow him to have amazing drag and pronation. He is cut from a different freaking genetic pool. I don't know, when it comes to his hands, very, very difficult to deal with. All right, what else we got? What else we got? How do you feel you would do versus Engen Terzi in a match at 85 kilos? Oh, man, I would love a match with Engen Terzi at 85. Um, it's got to be a super match, though. He, he'd slap me to the pad round one because he's super versatile and he's super fast. But if I could get to straps, feel what that dude is working with um, and draw that match out, yeah, I think I could be a great match. I would, I would be honoured to group up with Engen. And I'd, I'd, I'd like to just even in a casual sense group up with Engen for sure. Seeing a couple of people uh, shocked that I said Larry has no chance. Yep, welcome to arm wrestling. Larry has no chance. <laughs> um, what else we got? What else we got? Looking for some good questions. Um, what big names in heavyweight class could Lachlan actually beat? Um, well, you guys have heard me. I've put $500 on that Lachlan will beat Todd Hutchins. I think Lachlan would get belted by Marcio. Marcio's just got the right style to, to beat Lachlan. Um, I think that Lachlan would probably beat Ron Bath. Um, I think that Lachlan would um, be a very interesting match against Matt Mask. Very interesting. I'd love to see that. Um, I don't know, 50-50 on Matt Mask for me. Um, but Lachlan, guys, Lachlan's there. He is at that strength level. If you underestimate, if you don't think Lachlan's at that strength level, I just promise you, you're wrong. Ask Giannis Amelins. Ask Raymond Jalapens, who coached Lachlan in a strength sense. Ask him how, ask those two how strong he is. 
Take note that Raymond's Lapin's actually backed Lachlan to beat Todd Hutchins as well. Um, that that so that's not just bias of my opinion. Lachlan's that strong. He is phenomenally strong. Um, he's just putting it together. He's just putting it together with the execution, and then he goes from there. Um, I'm going to check if camera one's just randomly come back. No, nope. okay, it hasn't come back. No camera one. All right, Ryan, how does um, PAL differ from the WA on dealing with the King's move? Um, they deal with the King's move the same way, it's just that the pads are different. The pad doesn't have, the pad's not as large. It's a 7x7 seven seven rather than a 7x9, so you can't drag far, as far back. And the pin pads are higher at PAL than they are at WAL. So, again, um, it makes it harder to employ a King's move. Ryan, did you notice that PAL events are even stricter than WAF? Uh, yeah, 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 yep. All right, guys, I think I'm to the bottom now. There we go. Um, I'm going to wrap that one up there, guys. 89 people watching. That is a... Oh, 90. I'm going to update that to 90. Guys, that is that is a record for the live stream. Uh, so thank you very much. Uh, maybe next time we'll get it over the 100 mark. Uh, it's been a blast. 56 minutes of, of chatting away on here. Um, very, very happy uh, with this this kind of approach to the content. Really enjoying the conversation with you guys. So thank you very much for that. As, as always, guys, if you haven't already subscribed, please do. Uh, we're trying to get to that magical 44,000 number. Uh, something special is going to happen when we get there. Uh, I'm going to do something really special that uh, you guys will be happy with. So let's get it to 44K as soon as we can so I can do this thing that I'm telling you about. But um, guys... Hit share for me on the video. Um, looking forward to the Australian tour as well. That's going to be good. If you know Ryan Scott, tell him I'm looking for him. Tell him he better not be a, a sook. He better he better at least try to take my money off me. Um, but anyway, guys, thank you so much for tuning in on the show. Uh, had a blast. Going to end with some music. Tell me, if, I don't know, hopefully this music works this time at the right volume. Here we go. Here we go. He's winding it out. Here we go. Ooh. Look at this. It's coming for Ryan Scott. Gonna pop that wrist. Anyway, ladies and gents, thank you so much for being here on the show today. I had a blast. I'll get camera one working again. Camera three doesn't exist yet, but it's coming. And uh, I'm gonna end that live stream. See ya. Yes, that's a bit!